0: Now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shout Out, your LGBT plus magazine show. He's Andy
1: Sean, I'm Steph Barnett and today on the show... Off the record... We hear from the Freedom Youth team... All that drag... And myself and Hans take the drive through with drag star Elisa Vandel, uh, And of course, the
0: doctor. It's the second part from Queer Science. Or come and stay right here on Shout Out. Yeah, that's one of the nice things of kind of recording us live, isn't it? That we can all do the bop a lot, although we're probably majorly out of time because I'm sure there's slight delays with everyone coming over the internet, but never mind. (laughs) So, um, hello Mr. Tosh, how are you? Hello! Haven't said hello to you yet this year, have we? Well, well, Happy New Year then. Yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> oh. so, did you he, did he manage to have a half-decent one, I'd say, seeing as it was like COVID?
2: I did. did lots of walking. Um, I, was, I formed a bubble, a uh, support bubble, uh, and we did just tons and tons of walking. Uh, and it was brilliant. We got wet, we got cold, we got hailed on, uh, we were covered in mud. Um, absolutely brilliant. And managed to have turkey sandwiches on a beach. Uh, Ooh. No, was, Ooh, yeah. yes. there we are. Oh. Was, yeah, yeah, in bitterly cold nice. winds, but there we go.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did, did you ever, because you're in a slightly different area to me, did you have any snow in the last week or two? Cause we got a nice dusting of it here, it was lovely.
2: No, no, no. It's been, it's been fairly, fairly, fairly sheltered uh, here in, uh, in in Totterdam.
3: No. Yeah, we, I was just saying we, we did not we did we got a little tiny tiny flurry but it didn't settle so or pitch as they say here in Bristol. Oh, yeah, he pitch, right? <laughs> yes. Pitch, yes. yes. Is that true? Yes, Hello Terry. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Hello.
4: Yes, she, yes, yep, it, uh, yes
3: uh, we say pitch, don't we, for snow? Did it pitch? And you know, everyone uh, else it in the country yeah. is like, what? Did it settle? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we, say, we say settle when I was down at home in Devon, but uh, up, up here in Bristol, no, it's pitch. It's,
0: it, it, was, pitching? it was it was the phrase monging that first got me when I got here. I had no idea what it meant to mong out. Oh, i have just yeah. never heard that before, being a southern boy. <laughs> well, it's a, li- it's a little bit like that thing about going to Asdor's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, anyway moving on um, um, is this our first one from OTR stuff? it is they did an intro
1: for us um, Henry um, but this is uh, a couple of the team doing the first oh. of
2: their mini pods sure um, have a listen to this my five on shout out
5: Hi everyone, my name is Zoltan, I use he and him pronouns and I'm a project support worker at Freedom.
6: And I'm Naomi, I use she her pronouns and I'm a placement student at Freedom, currently a peer rep. Uh, Freedom is thought to be the UK's longest running LGBTQ group, celebrating its 26th year this year. It's an LGBTQ plus project, one of the many services within OTR offering a safe space for anyone living across Bristol and South Gloucestershire aged between 11 and 25, who's currently exploring or questioning their gender or sexuality. One of the best and main things about Freedom is that no one is ever asked why they're there. Everyone is welcome. Zoltan, how did you first get involved with Freedom? Um,
5: I first joined the project as a placement student from Hungary through Erasmus, the European exchange program, and today I work for the project as a project support worker. And even before then, um, lots of what I would do had an LGBTQ plus focus. So whether it was my comedy, activism, theater work or teaching uh, and working with LGBTQ plus, young people felt like a really exciting next move. Um, What about you, Naomi? How has your journey been with Freedom so far?
6: Well, I've only been part of Freedom since September as I'm doing a placement year from the University of Reading. But so far, I love the welcoming and energetic atmosphere that we've had on our virtual sessions. From being part of Freedom, I have felt so much more comfortable in my own identity. And through the project being hashtag no labels and and a supportive space, it's so important for young people to have a way to connect with others and to feel like they're part of something bigger. I wish I'd been a part of group, a group like this when I was growing up. Doltan, what are you most looking forward to in the My5 podcast? Um,
5: so the My5 podcast, uh, we'll see our members come forward and take over four or five minute discussions and different topics for which we're super, super grateful for Shout Out Radio for giving us this wonderful opportunity. And basically all of the future pro- uh, pro- uh, broadcasts will be led by our members. And I am probably most excited about just uh, them showcasing all of their amazing talents and interests and just really see what they have to say. Uh, My5 is looking to be a great, great start for Freedom in 2021 after just finishing off a really exciting and fun 2020, Um, Naomi what would you say your Freedom highlights have been from last year?
6: Well Freedom went virtual this year so we've been able to celebrate our 25 years in many different ways. We held a virtual party in July, which was Freedom's birthday, where members performed, shared poetry and had guests join us, including an alpaca sanctuary which visited the cool. Members even also adopted one of the alpacas called Balthazar Freedom members also took part in Bristol Virtual Pride Parade with freedom workers and volunteers delivering Pride gift goodie bags to the people at home to help them celebrate things have really felt different this year but it's been an amazing opportunity to remember what matters most community connection and the value of checking in on one another with lots of laughs along the way wow
5: um, I mean I feel like that's a perfect way to end our first episode thank you um, thank you for that Naomi so anyone listening if you'd like to get involved in Joint Freedom simply drop us an email at lgbtq at uk. so that is LGBTQ at Otrbristol.org.uk. The sessions are fun, social, supportive with workshops, guests, and so much more. Uh, we'd, lo- uh, we'd, love you- we'd love to welcome you along, so get in touch. Also, a huge, huge thank you to Shout Out Rail for giving us this amazing opportunity. And most importantly, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, join us next month for a member's show. Uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. Thank you. Bye.
2: If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt.
0: shout out LGBT
7: radio for you the Showtap Podcast. The Podcast.
0: There you go. Uh, this is me uh, from The Greatest Showman. A gorgeous on that. So It's totally Steph's fault why we're doing um, show tunes tonight, by the way. She stuck um, all that jazz in later on, so I was just like, I'll go find all my show tunes. <laughs> why would you not?
1: I think it goes quite well with our next guest. Um, now, we caught up with Alyssa. Um, she was being chauffeured in her uh, Stretched, limo which is actually pink with uh, sparkly bits all over it oh so is this and, um, where this
0: whole drive-through bit comes in I see yeah so you. that's why you hear the
1: car because we actually caught up we were socially distanced the limousine was that long so um and, and we had a uh, we had a glass partition in it and obviously um Alyssa being a high-ranking drag queen um there was champers um and, and uh, yeah it was lush and um it wasn't just me it was Hans was tagging along as well um and uh um, uh, so this is Alyssa Vandel. Now lockdown has given us something quite special, and the entertainment industry has gone off the Richter scale for helping us all during lockdown. And one specific genre of that is drag. Alyssa joins us now. How did you get into drag?
8: Hi. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one, really. I mean, I was always um, an actor. I always did acting growing up and stuff. Um, and then it kind of got to a point where I kind of got bored with auditioning to be an extra in some touring production of something. And I kind of wanted to be the star of my own show. And um, drag allowed me to do that so I could write my show and be whoever I wanted to be and didn't have to follow specific rules. So how how young were you when you
1: uh, first started putting frocks on?
8: <laughs> um, interesting question. Actually, I'm trying to think back now. How old was I? Um, well, the thing is, I grew up in a very Sicilian family where it wasn't really a normal thing to do, if you know what I mean. So I kind of it all kind of started as I got into drag, and that was about 21 years old in Sicily through a very drunken mistake that turned out to be a very clever career move. Ooh. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where
1: so I wanna know where the Italian accent is.
8: <laughs> oh, I lost that. I was travelling Ryanair and I lost it along with the va- with the baggage. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah.
7: Easily done with Ryanair.
8: Absolutely. <laughs> I, I can hear you for the accent.
7: <laughs> I can hear um a hint of the accent actually. Um so, but how long have you yeah how long have you been living over here now
8: over here well i was I was born and raised here um my parents and my grandparents and um all of the family past them they're all from from Sicily um but yeah, no, I was born and raised here, but I was um grown up with the um heavy sicilian influences mm. culture and um and in fact that's a big part of what I do on stage and what I do with um with my act and my character. I love to involve my culture and and uh, a lot of sicily and italy and kind of promote that as well because not a lot of people know about the uh the sicilian culture and heritage and stuff
7: oh brilliant it looks like your new show um it involves two of you yourself and another drag queen is that right
8: yeah that's right yeah it's it's me and a, a quip from new york She's called Skyla, Skyla Versailles, and we met. Um, I do a residency every summer in uh, Mykonos, and we worked together in this show uh, at the Elysium Hotel. Uh, so we met there, we became really good friends, and we started this uh, show online. I don't know if I can say the full name. It's called B A B. It stands for Board Something Something. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the show, but um,
7: <laughs> well, well uh, yeah, done we'll just, for for, for, uh, for working that one out there, because not not everybody does. <laughs>
8: Oh, I do dragon story time. I've been censoring myself for a long time. But, uh, I did
7: see that. I, I was going to ask you about that in a minute. Sorry. So, so yeah. going back to this show.
8: Sure. Yeah. So we're just uh, we're just chatting about uh, about life. Uh, we always pick three uh, random hot topics of the week, whether they be positive or negative, and just give our our take on it. We talk about uh, stuff we're watching on Netflix. We play a little game. We have guests. Uh, we do a few numbers, a few performances, um, and uh, we have we have a pretty generous following as well, so um, we've got people that watch from America and, because obviously due to the, the fact that we, it all stemmed in Mykonos, we get a lot of international people tune in because they saw us perform at the hotel whilst they were on vacation and stuff. So, um, so yeah, that's one good thing about doing all these uh, streaming shows online. You get to interact with a lot of people from around the world that you wouldn't have necessarily been able to meet not working online. Well, we did the first lockdown. Me, Skylar, and another drag queen from Miami, uh, whom we also met in Mykonos, she's called Athena Dion, uh, we did a show called Loose Lips, which is a bit like, which is a play on loose women, The <laughs> View, um, where... Um, no euphemism intended there. Um, where we just again we talk about stuff on um, on this on this show on Facebook Live, and when everything opened up, we had people come and say um, we were watching the show. Uh, it was great, and it's, we wanted to come and meet you personally. Uh, so that's um, it's 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 great because you don't realise how many people are actually watching it as well. It's crazy.
7: Did um, see that um, you did a couple of years ago the um, uh, well Book Day, your drag queen. Uh, book reading. Oh, I've
8: done so many. I think I've done in total. I've done over sixty or seventy now.
7: Uh, wow, brilliant!
8: Yeah, it's pretty. Um, it was pretty. It's pretty insane how it all started and everything. But it's uh, it's big. It's something that's become so popular. Um, I did do a World Book Day one. I think it was Parsons School in. <laughs> back when I didn't look as good.
7: Throughout time, you you kind of progress with how you look and how you dress and your performance. Is that something yeah, you feel has yeah, happened absolutely. for you?
8: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, my um, the climax of my evolution came, I'd say, in Mykonos last year because I was doing shows for seven nights a week for four months, and so uh, you have nothing but time to because you're doing it every day. Yeah, your makeup improves, your look improves, your body shaping improves. There's a lot of elements that go into creating um, your perfect figure because, I mean, everyone's everyone's different, everyone wants to look different and everyone's aesthetic is mm. is different I mean, all these drag queens nowadays, they all want to look like Kylie Minogue I'm just happy looking like Rita from Coronation Street.
7: <laughs> Well, I think that that's that absolutely brilliant the Alyssa Edwards is, is one of my top drag queens from, from RuPaul's Drag Race She's
8: <laughs> fab, she's fab I, um, I've i toured with her about four times now, she's a really, really incredible queen, she's wow. always ready to give advice and help out and um, the first, the, I think is the the first time I brought her to Italy for a show, we did. Uh, oh, she gave me like ten boxes of lashes,
7: and no, she's lovely. What is the drag community like? It I kind of
8: I it kind of depends where where you are. I mean, here in the UK, it's very um, tight knit and everyone's very supportive of each other, and it's very inclusive. Mm. Um, whereas I have performed in drag scenes um, where it's a little bit more catty, and okay. uh, it's kind of depends. Luckily, here in the UK, we've got we've got a very supportive and inclusive scene. Mm. Um, so we're, I'm very lucky I've never had a bad experience oh.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that and um, you're right up there with um, uh, you're nearing the hi- whole Brittany and oh, I'm trying to think of the other people that have done the Las Vegas stint every night seven days a week for four months is well, pretty I did incredible Vegas.
8: I did Vegas did yeah, you? The first, yeah I'm the first UK queen to have done Caesars Palace in Vegas So
7: wow what an achievement what was yeah. that like?
8: Um, mad. I can't remember much of it because I have to say there was a lot of gin involved. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but that happened. I did the nightclub um, uh, right next to Caesar's pa- uh, right next to the Colosseum. I think it was called in Caesar's Palace, um, called Omnia. That was.
7: That just sounds amazing. Was it? Was it just the yeah. one night? Not. Not that. That doesn't. You know. Doesn't matter. It, but yeah. No. It
8: was a one-off. It was a one-off. One-night thing. Um, I don't think I could have carried on for more than one night because it was so intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, against so just Mykonos, you know, you're doing mm. the the residency thing, and it's it's mad. You find yourself performing for prime ministers and <laughs> of course, Arab princes, and because it's a next level holiday destination, so you get all these yeah. like random people mm. in the um, in the audience,
7: and a really beautiful place to spend four months, I'm assuming.
8: It is. It is. It's. Uh, it's pretty magical, you mm. know. I'd be. Uh, you just. It looks like you. You just feel like you're on the set of Mamma Mia.
7: And did you say you do Abba?
8: I've done Abba a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of my set. I do Fernando, um, uh, which I now say has been claimed by Cher.
7: Oh, <laughs> do you know that's one of my favorite uh, favorite parts of that film? Absolutely brilliant. She's not in it enough. I think it
8: was the best part. No, it- absolutely.
7: <laughs> I don't quite know what happened there. I like to think that she requested to be in it. <laughs>
8: no she was uh, she was asked to be in it by her agent but she never had a say it was just kind of like you're in the movie and she was like um, okay you
7: know? <laughs> oh that um, was that was a good impression I felt like we had Cher uh, in the interview for a moment
8: <laughs> oh I'm, I'm just like I often get compared to Cher or Lady Diana
7: wow they're very different <laughs>
8: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, like, in my mind, in my mind, I kinda, I'm often being compared to Lady Diana.
7: All I can see now is you in the Diana wedding dress with a Cher wig, which I must say is quite a fabulous <laughs> thought. you
8: know what? I think that's a very good uh, number idea for a show, actually.
7: Wonderful. Well, if that happens... Do you believe
8: in life after love dressed as Diana? <laughs>
7: well, I mean, she, yeah, I, I think she was hopeful that things were, you know, were going to move on after Charles. <laughs>
8: Well, they did, they did. Well, they Um, did, but not not in the way way that she thought they would. No.
7: um, (laughs) Well, if that happens, I'll be tuning in.
8: Well, we'll find out on the next season of The Crown if they make it.
7: Oh, no, I meant with your drag. If you you merge the two, Diana and Cher.
8: (laughs) Well, you've given me something that I've never, ever considered... I am now considering very heavily.
7: I can also see it with the really sort of well-spoken accent and then occasionally the Cher um, vocals slipping out.
8: I kind of feel like Diana's real voice is probably Cher's voice.
7: Well, then there's, yeah, there's that. I mean, you could we let never people know. speak
8: very much, you know. She always had that very soft... Mm that very soft, graceful voice.
7: She was always just incredibly unique, I think, because uh, I don't know if you ever saw the photos of her falling asleep at quite big um, events, but stuff like that was just fantastic. Um, We're running out of time. Um, I just wonder if you could tell us a bit more about the event and how people can get hold of you and purchase tickets.
8: Yes, so... um there's two live events coming to Bristol very soon. They were coming at the end of January, uh, but unfortunately, due to lockdowns, tightening, and stuff, we've had mm. to uh, postpone them to a later date. But they are happening at Queen Shilling in Bristol. It's um, me with something Wong from RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Wow, brilliant. And um, oh, I was going to be fab. And there's me with Cedar Jean from Drag Race Holland. Yeah. Um, so. Keep an eye on my social media accounts that I'll, I'll tell you about in, in a second. Uh, tickets are available from eventbrite.co.uk uh, for jean and headfirst.co.uk uh, for something Wong. But just a, a quick um, Google search will bring you straight to the pages. Um, there's also my brunch coming to Bambalan very soon. We're still working out a date because obviously we don't know when hospitality is going to be back open, unfortunately. But uh, it will be coming with some big... Um, with some big uh, movie star drag queens. Uh, We've got booked for that as well. Super. Um, Yeah, we have something, uh, Something. well, we have um, Son of a Tutu, who is in the new um, Everybody's Talking About Jamie movie. Yes. So that's going to be happening in Bambaland very soon. Uh, here in Bristol and uh, obviously the online event BAB which is going to be on uh, Facebook Live every Friday night as of next week with me and Skylar.
7: I'll, I'll personally be um, be watching and I'm really excited to see what 2021 is going to be bringing you. Thank, thank you so much for today and um, I really hope that all the Zooms and all the live performances and Facebook Lives go really well.
8: I hope so too. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you, you Alyssa. You take care. YouTube. Bye
0: bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.
9: The Shout Out Podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. A lovely podcast. Yeah. I wasn't watching, watching the team on the webcams here. I didn't know Steph could kick that high. That's for Terry. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know your legs went up that far, mate.
3: <laughs> all the time, all the time. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> So You'd be I'm surprised Mattie how flexible
0: in. I am <laughs> Matthew getting in the spirit He's wearing a 2 to read the news It's
2: <laughs> for acoustic dampening, you understand
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I like that excuse, Matthew <laughs> uh, That was a really good interview, that one there so yeah, such like, a
1: lovely, lovely person.
0: Yeah, and it was lovely. It started off with you, and has just totally wiped the table with you as an interview. <laughs> well, I told, <laughs> I asked, her,
1: I asked her to do the whole interview, but she was so nervous at the start. Um, so I started it, but once she got in the flow, she was brilliant. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, uh, very new enjoyable. Scene. Very um, enjoyable, Yes. Are we ready to find out what's going on in the world?
4: Ready as we can be. Cool. This is shoutout news on Thursday the 14th of January. As the
2: first arrests are made in the States over the right-wing invasion of the capital's buildings last week, LGBTQ groups and activists are among those being invited by the Federal Bureau of Investigations, the FBI, to supply intelligence on any people or groups who took part in the violent protests, which have led to the deaths of five people. A gaggle of right-wing conspiracy and neo-Nazi organisations took part in the desecration of some of the most dearly regarded buildings in the US. The FBI said the the violence and destruction of property at the US Capitol building showed a blatant and appalling disregard for our institutions of government and the orderly administration of the democratic process. As we said consistently we do not tolerate violent agitators and extremists who use the guise of First Amendment protected activity to incite violence and wreak havoc. Such behaviour betrays the values of our democracy make no mistake, with our partners we will hold accountable those who participated in yesterday's siege CG- the capital. And given that the LGBT organisations and groups have been investigating and monitoring the antics of the far right for a long time, they may well be able to
4: help the FBI news the top british gay newswire reports that with demonstrations and pride marches on hold due to covid 19 in many parts of the world internet users of the forum reddit are sharing their favorite historical and recent lgbtq pride protest signs these have been liked many thousands of times on the platform one man is pictured with his superbly drawn sign showing the real gay agenda a riposte to the right-wing conspiracy theory that lgbtq people are part of some international conspiracy his sign reveals that the agenda includes eating tacos and being super gay on a Saturday. Another placard, pictured being held aloft by a man of colour, addresses those homophobic religious groups that claim that homosexuality is a lifestyle choice. It reads, "'Even if gay was a choice, so what? People choose to be beep-holes and they can get married.'" Well done to all the gay placard and banner makers and all those in our rainbow spectrum of identities that have taken felt tip to card or sewing machine to cloth to make these excellent signs. Keep them coming and be sure to preserve your works for future generations to enjoy. One day, history projects could be interested in them.
2: The BBC World Service Science Hour on the 9th of January looked at variants and mutations in the coronavirus which have been complicating the fight against the infection. It was noticed that it was coronavirus has elements which behave like HIV did before modern medicines began to really control that particular virus, at least in developed countries. This understanding might just be a key to fighting the coronavirus as researchers look back at HIV research over the last 40 years to gain new insights into the current health issue. Coronavirus is, of course, not related to HIV and is thought to have originated in bats and transferred to human populations via an intermediary species. As Vegan and Animal Rights podcasts have noted, if humans did not mistreat animals in close proximity to themselves, the virus may never have transferred species. Back on the World Service, reporters learned that the coronavirus, like HIV, is able to hide genetically and evade antibody responses it has a high mutation rate, which means that scientists are working hard to understand how it functions and how it can be combated. In the meantime, however, the scientific consensus is that people should take heed of the lockdown restrictions, stay at home, work from home, socially distance, quarantine where necessary, and wear masks in public places like supermarkets.
4: And finally, the gay television personality and one of the UK's top chat show hosts, Graham Norton, has given a rare political interview in which he defends transgender people and speaks about the sacrifices made by LGBTQ campaigners in his native Republic of Ireland. Mr Norton told reporters for the Sunday Times that trans people are a small group which needs defending, noting, I feel like trans people are a very vulnerable group and a tiny group, and it's been conflated into this thing as if there are trans armies coming over the hills. He explained that activists are needed to push progress into the mainstream and he said that he had taken what he described as the easy way out by leaving 1970s Ireland for the bright lights of London, where a thriving, if somewhat underground, gay and lesbian scene gave people love, support and a common identity. Pink News says that Mr Norton has recently published his book, Homestretch, in which he says that he has nothing but admiration for Irish LGBTQ people who fought for the changes that that country has seen. He said, I don't want to be glib about it because those people who stayed, who went on the marches and did the petitions are nameless and faceless and I'll never get to actually thank them, but they did the hard work.
2: For these news stories and more, check out our website at
4: shoutoutradio.lgbt. For shoutout news, this has been Terry Starr and Matthew Tosh.
2: Shoutout news, national and international LGBT news for you.
0: shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast there you go know, that the is uh, let me be your star by uh, catherine mcfee and megan Hilsey um, from the um uh, tv show called uh, smash uh, now let's head over and catch up with the second part of um the doctor with those queer scientists mm-hmm.
7: Welcome back to part two of Exterminate Homophobia with me Hans and the wonderful Lara. Hello, hey, happy new year
9: happy new year so not only have we moved from 2020 thank god to 2021 <laughs> although it doesn't seem to be shaping up much better um, since our last podcast um new year's has brought us a new episode of doctor who titled the revolution of the daleks so along with continuing the lgbtqia plus focus on doctor who we wanted to have a little chat about that too as well as the rumours that Jodie is leaving the show at the end of season 13 like what although this hasn't been confirmed yet so shh shh yeah the BBC
7: haven't confirmed it yet neither has Jodie but we the worst kept secret (laughs) but we've got so much to talk about again and personally I love Revolution of the Daleks for so many reasons including of course the return of the Daleks and other well-known villains but it's not really easy to summarise without spoilers what I will say is that I'm really hoping for a new writer for the next season I know um, (laughs) but it has Russell T. Davis start writing it and Stephen Moffat was really good of course and also he uh, co-wrote Sherlock but Captain Jack Returning was the best bit for me and there were some hilarious one-liners I think one part sort of um, mentioned Botox and facelifts and Captain Jack returning was the best bit because there were some just brilliantly, um, yeah, brilliantly brilliant moments and so and he's such an openly queer character mm. um, and his during his first appearance um, the doctor actually suggested that Jack's orientation is more common in the 51st century when humankind will deal with multiple alien species and become more sexually flexible I mean I don't know about you but like oh yeah, my god I'm not waiting and mm-hmm. um, where Bradley Walsh and Tonzin
9: Cole um, departing the series in the special. Um, the TARDIS team will be in a major shakeup. I can't wait. And generally speaking, the series cast
7: looks to set to be revolutionized, and I, I hope it just becomes more and more queer. So, and I think it's really exciting because there are things happening within the episodes um, that are kind of changing the dynamics on board the TARDIS mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. shall see, but I genuinely really want Susan Kalman as the next doctor. I, I just can't think of anyone better. She is is such a passionate like Hoovian, and her love for the show would really shine through she's so openly part of the queer community as well um but if not i've got a few um, randomers here i've got rupert grint um obviously ron uh saran jones um aka gentleman jack lolly adafope i think would be epic richard iwadi daisy may cooper or her brother charlie i from this country no so funny maybe there's
9: um daisy may would not i i think she'd be excellent in a number of roles but just not this one Um, I think Gentleman Jack I think she would be possibly too stern and yeah. i don't i haven't heard the humorous side to her like i'd lo- i'd love to see her because i'd love to see her but like not mm. the doctor has to embody someone that's charming and can get out of a situation with their words you know what i mean even though She's most of the time they don't see those uh, okay right let's that's what i'm saying like i'd like to see it we all would like to see it but like would we like would it be a thing and like i don't want anyone yeah. to come into the role and then like do what jodie whittaker has done which she'd realize it's probably not for her Um, but I don't actually know why she's leaving and I hate when they give that like really basic kind of explanation of why they're leaving I'm like no tell me the (laughs) juice
7: I think I mean. She will make a statement. I think, if okay. I'm honest, like from my personal interpretation of what's gone on over the last few years, I think she's felt quite rejected. And okay. I mean, I could be really wrong there, but there's only, if that is how she's feeling, three years is a long time to de- dedicate yourself yeah. to a role if you're not being yeah. embraced by the Whovian fandom. Um, I think yeah. the biggest issue is, again, controversial, is not Jodie Whittaker, it's um, Chibnall's writing. And Chibnall, if yeah. you're listening to this, can you put your pen down, mate? Because. Uh, <laughs> <I wanna> go- <laughs>
9: What <laughs> amazing but like what i don't get is like why do you have to have 50 billion sidekicks at the same time like why have you got five or six so like have one or two like oh like why like why i liked when it was a dynamic of two people don't care mm-hmm. if it's two males two females don't care tra- mm. if you are throwing a trans person in there would be amazing i would love that yeah. just for the representation and the fact that it would be spicy um yeah that's right and i've just yeah. missed off two epic choices
7: which are <laughs> hilarious but don't any- even say Daisy Mae Cooper okay, no, okay Elliot Page and, and Eddie Izzard uh, I, think they would be just, yeah. I mean Eddie Izzard as a companion would be hysterical they now identify as she her they them he her uh, yes In the last pod we were we were talking about <laughs> Rosa Parks and mm-hmm. it really was the first episode of Doctor Who that was co-written by a black woman Heather Hogan and it was mm. phenomenal um, as well as um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right the Tisaranga Conundrum Ooh. where Welsh actress Suzanne Parker a second generation jamaican immigrant played a renowned female general fighter pilot and it was just flipping epic and of course one of the most
9: recent doctor's companions is bill who played by um pearl mackie um, bill is the first gay companion and poc mm. uh, Mackey said about her, her character bill there are so many elements to build, this, so much to dive into as an actor that her sexuality is quite far down the list of things that I thought about. For me, I think representation is really important. You know, it's 2017, so it's about time for a gay main companion, really. And I could not Word. agree more. That is right.
7: and Preach. Uh, that's Preach. A, Yeah and I also feel that they are touching on the fact that Yaz may have to The Doctor in the more recent mm. episodes and of course there have been several gay characters in Doctor who, who before Bill Potts stepped into the blue box as well as Madame Vastra and Jenny Flint um, her relationships and sexuality I think were the best explored. they were the first lesbian and interspecies couple that were put into the new series and the best part was that they didn't hide it they were just so out and proud even mm. in Victoria London which is important in itself and in the same episode so you know, Clara spoke about her ability to love the doctor no matter what age and again I just think so subtle but so so silly. Exactly, and
9: I like the metamorphosis. Do you know what I mean? They always, like the doctor changes into someone else, and it kind of indicates kind of what we do throughout our own lives, where we metamorphosize into different versions of ourselves. Um, we do each we one. Evolve. Are still kind of central. You still have the your heart. You still have your like bits and bobs, but you do evolve.
7: Um, so James Page, I thought said something really poignant um, in his 2018 article, "How Doctor Who shaped my queer identity." Um, he said, "Being before being proud of labelling myself as a gay man, I found gratification." in words such as nerding these terms reflected my identity while growing up in a similar way that lgbtq people do today despite being the kid who watched doctor who inside it's only now a few days before the first woman is taking on the title role that i'm understanding how pivotal the science fiction drama was in shaping my queer identity since this 2005 revival it's portrayed a wealth of lgbtqia plus characters and topics i hope you've enjoyed our
9: journey um of the first season of queers um science and and or send us some messages about if you've liked it or what you kind of want to see we really want to
7: engage with you at www.shoutout.lgbt for the website and at shoutout underscore radio (laughs) for twitter hey twitter
9: Twitter is finally off i really hope that everyone's had a lovely time Bye bye
0: Uh, just one slight amendment there the uh, uh, website is shoutoutradio.lgbt
2: for more information about shoutout radio visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt shoutout lgbt radio for you
0: The Shout Out Podcast. There you go. You Can't Stop the Beat. (laughs) Woo! uh... What
1: a good bed bouncer. I'm out of breath now, Andrew. Good lip syncing, by the way. (laughs) I thought it was you singing. It was so good. (laughs) It's very bouncy, isn't it? Uh, how would you know how bouncy my bed is? <laughs> I was talking <laughs> about know. your bed, Steph, <laughs> I
3: was talking it, about yeah. the song.
0: Um, that, that's from Hairspray. Um, um, originally started off oh, as of a, a film, actually, um, and, and then it was made into, a, well, a musical film and then became a, a stage musical, so. It was. Um,
1: There's
4: been several versions of it as well, hasn't there, the film Hairspray? There was one of the 80s, I think, the original.
0: Yeah, that's the original. With, with Yes. With, yeah. yes. And, and Ricky Lake. Um, Great device, yes. Yeah. Whereas, of course, that one there there is uh, Nikki Blonsky and uh, Zac Efron are the main characters in that one so uh, and John Travolta is the are mum uh, which I just <laughs> thought was <laughs> absolutely brilliant if you haven't yeah, seen it it's well worth that it that was <laughs> weird <laughs> well you wouldn't really know would you? I left my Iron on <laughs> so but yeah no. I mean it's all, all part of the fun it's all part of um, well you know we were talking drag today so it seemed
4: kind of fitting really it's a it, yes, the it did. are you going to play lots of gay music they asked us when we started I think this has been the
0: gayest <laughs> music show <laughs> oh you mean when we started shout out
4: yes, yes. I, do, oh, yes. I yes. do remember there
0: being a rather heated debate afterwards with the station management at the time which I should point out is not the same as the station management we have now as to Long what, what, time ago. what gay music actually is because <laughs> we did quite it rightly is. point out it's usually the dads that get up and do YMCA at the weddings when they're drunk not
4: <laughs> the gay men <laughs> a very good point
3: well, I, I was going to say do, does Elton John or Frankie Goes to Hollywood count I don't know Tchaikovsky
4: is this, is True. very good oh, Terry nice one Lots of, but does that uh, make yes, it gay music? Though classical so, composers, yeah. Michael Tippett. Mm, well, yes, indeed. I, what does constitute gay music? Send us your I, thoughts. Is I was going to say that an interesting feature. That would make
3: a whole feature on its own. What what counts as gay
0: music? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, no need oh, half your record record. <laughs> <laughs> True, yes. I,
3: I, I have I have lots I have lots of records and quite a bit of it is sort of a strange sort of music that has some gay uh, influence somewhere along. But
0: wasn't it? So. Wasn't it? We we, we did a uh, we we did a show once I'm sure, Terry, where we played your favourite track and your most hated. And I think Mary I think had the most hated one that was hers, but it actually turned out to be one of the most hated songs of all time, which is Grandma. We love you. Remember that one? all time hated I'm sorry to say. They... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I, th- I think that was that was a, almost a Christmas number one. I think
3: it's 1980 or 1981, something
4: like that. If, but I think it, it just missed being Christmas number one, didn't it? Yeah, possibly. Yes. Don't think um, it was. Yeah, it's absolutely. The,
3: the, 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 some of the choir from St Winifred's School were actually involved in um,
4: Pink Floyd's "Another Brick in the Wall" as well. A of and years I believe out. they oh, also okay. appeared on "Matchstalk Men" and "Matchstalk Cats and Dogs," which was a, a song from about 1978. I think that was St Winifred's School choir as well. I, yeah, I think so. so yes, about, yeah. with,
3: um, I'm just trying to think what the two guys were called, but uh, that's all Peter about Gordon uh, or something. Wasn't it, Gordon. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all about Ellis Lowry
0: um, well we had a, a couple Damn, of record, sorry, record breakers that, we had a couple of record breakers this Christmas didn't we a couple that had not been number one Christmas songs made it to number one Mariah Carey being Wham uh, one, Wham being the other <laughs> I got <a laughs> yeah, I the wrong way there <laughs> well I, I was just saying Wham well, got the got the new year number one so quite cool mm. yeah. uh, anyway that's it for this week um, if you have a subject that you could talk to us about please do get in touch we'd love to hear from you and um, potentially even get you on the show with us you can contact
1: us via the website at shoutoutradio.lgbt, where you can also find past shows and information about us.
0: Uh, next week, we're finding out what happens after breakfast. Oh, I wonder if you can guess who I'm talking about. Uh, for <laughs> myself and the rest of the team, they say bye-bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.
9: Shout out LGBT Radio for you.